Hey, this is Nathan. And this is Thomas. Thanks for joining us today on Not the Pastor. Today on the show, we're excited to have an in-person interview with Nathan's pastor, Brother Daniel Davidson, who's the pastor at Hillview Baptist Church in Springfield, Oregon. We're going to talk today about follow-up. When someone visits your church for the first time, how do we go about making connections and then seeing them become a part of church? We understand that the methods might differ from one place or region to another, but Hillview Baptist Church has a really great system that they've implemented so that no one falls through the cracks. We will spend a few moments in this conversation making sure that we're thinking right about follow-up, and then we're going to walk step-by-step through the process that a first-time guest would go through when they visit Hillview Baptist Church. I think this conversation is going to be a help, so let's jump right in. Well, Pastor Daniel Davidson, thank you for being with us today and just wanted to talk with you about something that I think that Hillview Baptist Church strives to to be excellent in and that is guest follow-up. So maybe we could start out by just making sure we're on the same page here. When we talk about guest follow-up, what, what exactly, in your opinion, does that encompass? What, what are we talking about there? Well, well follow-up would be the response to somebody visiting our, our church would okay. be follow-up. Okay. That's different from outreach where pe- people have not attended our church. They're not connected right. at right. all. Uh, they're outside the walls of our church, but they've there's at least a connection point within the walls of our church, and therefore we're going to steward that. Got it. Perfect. Okay. And that's a key word that you, you mentioned there, stewardship, because I, I think that is a, a great uh, mindset to have about guest follow-up, is that we are stewarding these relationships that God has sent our way. So that's a little bit of the philosophy, but let's, let's jump right into some of the practical how-tos of guest follow-up maybe maybe first of all with this how just how important is guest follow-up in your opinion well theologically i think it's very important and i think a verse that that captures follow-up well is john five seventeen, where okay. jesus says my father worketh hitherto and i work mm. i think that's loaded just because uh, in that verse, there is sovereignty, mm-hmm. God's sovereign to bring people to our church. Yeah, we're reaching out, we're engaging people in the gospel, but sovereignty is huge. God draws people our way, and then because of God's sovereignty, you don't stop there. Right. We need to steward what he brings our way. So I think the second word is stewardship. See, I got sovereignty the Father worketh hitherto, and then I work, that stewardship. I'm, I'm just owning the situation, this opportunity that God's given me here and making the most of it. Yeah. Being super specific about Hillview Baptist Church, because that's that's the context that, that you come from, and, and I as well, being here at Hillview Baptist Church, making that more personal for Hillview Baptist Church, what have you purposed or, or what has been your goal? What does success look like mm-hmm. at Hillview Baptist Church when it comes to guest follow-up? Well, the sweet spot, obviously, is assimilation. Yes. Okay, okay this person's Good. assimilated into our family. And that, that's always the fun one. That's when uh, you and I are looking at each other in staff meeting and, and just, uh, I mean, satisfied, happy that yes. this is mission accomplished. Love yes. those times. Yep. And we have families in our church because of that assimilation process. Yeah. So that that's the tangible goal. But 
on an individual level with that person, it's assimilation, making them part of our church family. But ultimately, we want that person to be where they're thriving. Yes. And and so just speaking honestly, there are some people that maybe they come from a different flavor, different denomination of background. They've already been conditioned a certain way. And Nathan, you and I have talked recently about a family that's been coming to our church mm-hmm. from a totally different flavor. Yes. And and over time, you just see they're not going to thrive here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with that conditioning sure. that they have. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so the, the goal is that they get somewhere where they can thrive. Yeah. Okay. And, and even if they come to our church, we want them to thrive. Right. And that's going to look different for everybody. Yeah. And so... Uh, some people they're going to thrive just uh, cleaning, you know, on a weekly basis. That that's and, and coming. Yeah. Others like uh, Jerry Lister, yes. who uh, went home to be with the Lord recently. I mean, he would just come and yes. he'd be an inspiration. Yes. But he was assimilated yeah. in our church family, yeah. even though he was not a necessarily a big mover and a shaker. Sure, sure. So, end goal for follow up is to get people assimilated where they're going to thrive. Yes. Am I hearing that? Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. So if that's not if that's not here, if you're sensing that, then Let's find, yeah. Encourage them to find where that is. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. that's helpful. Not, not everybody who walks through the doors is probably going to be the person that you want at your church every time. Because I wish it was that way, right, Thomas. Right. I really do. <laughs> right. Well, yes, we want to reach everyone, but that's not how it always goes. Yeah. Well, we Absolutely. want everybody to like us and, yeah. and be is. like, yeah. be is. like us. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that takes maturity, I think, to realize that maybe the best place for somebody is a different church, mm-hmm. yeah. and they can have a, a sweet walk with the Lord, and it just might be somewhere else. So may, maybe going a little bit deeper on that question, though, is it possible to have success, but yet in follow up, but yet somebody didn't assimilate, or they they didn't stick with it? I think it goes back to the stewardship aspect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, did we do all we could? Yeah. To uh, assimilate them. At the end of the day, it's their choice. Yes. Well, at the end of the day, it's God who's in control. He's the Almighty. But from a human standpoint, it's their choice, not ours. Yes. yes. And so if, if somebody does not assimilate, I never want to be said that we dropped the ball. Yes. It was our neglect. Yes. Yeah. It, it needs to be their clear choice. They just stopped responding. They opted to go mm-hmm. elsewhere. It was their choice, not ours. And we did everything to keep that door wide open, to invite, to encourage, multiple yeah. times, multiple taps. Yeah. So they're not slipping through the cracks because of our neglect or oversight. If they if they went away, it right. was clear on their end that yeah. they didn't want our they were stiff arming there. So yeah. yeah, and and I think that is important to note because otherwise we can get discouraged mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Yeah. Because let's admit it. I mean, we door knock a ton, mm-hmm. go out inviting people, inviting people, maybe you have a small percent of those come. And of course, not all of those are even going to stay. So you're doing Mm -hmm. all this work and not everybody's sticking. You're following up on them. And so if the only time that we're saying, hey, we succeeded is if those people stuck with it, with us specifically, Mm -hmm. then man, we're we're setting ourselves up to, I think, Mm -hmm. be a little bit discouraged there. Need to to redefine success to something that would be more honoring to Jesus than these people are with us doing what we want. Makes sense. It's good. Maybe simply put, success is found in stewardship, not in assimilation. Yes. Assimilation is the goal, but stewardship is success. I like that. That's good. Yeah, I like that. Helpful, reframing our thinking. We're not failing because we didn't do because we didn't get what we wanted. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's good. Has has that taken some 
honing over the years in oh. your mind? Yeah, just a, just a little bit. Okay. Just a little bit. Even the five years you've been here, Nathan, we, yeah. man, we've honed a few things. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. you have any stories you care to share about that? <laughs> my my follow-up uh, when I first came mm. 17 years ago was, man, just be on their doorstep every single week yeah. until they tell me off. Yeah. <laughs> and that backfired. Off a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I made more enemies than friends, I think, by doing yes. that. Yes. Yeah. So the approach, obviously, is, has changed. Yeah. Also, I think from a mindset approach... Mm-hmm. There was probably less of the focus on the sovereignty and just it's all about the stewardship mm-hmm. and it's all on all on me. Yes. Yeah. And and so like it, it it's all personal. If yeah, somebody right. doesn't stick around, it must be all my fault. I must yeah. be doing something wrong. Yeah. Which I, I did do plenty wrong. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and I'm sure I was the cause of a lot of it. But but at the end of the day there there's a greater factor than just me personally. So it's more co-laboring rather than yeah. just all on me. We're God. laborers together with God, 1 yeah. Corinthians 3.9. That, that takes a weight off, a burden off. When yeah, it's it comes liberating. To... So getting super specific here, some, some tools, some resources, some things that I think uh, might be a help to individuals if, if they need something like that. What, what are the specific steps that Hillview Baptist Church follows when it comes to guest, guest follow-up? What, what, what are the steps? Strong disclaimer, this is always evolving. It you is. well know that. Yes. Yes. I mean, the answer is going to be different a year from now than what it is. It was, so. it was different a year ago than it is right now. Yes. But this is where we are right now yes. in, our, in our subculture of the great Northwest. Yes. That is different than Texas, <laughs> just yes. a little bit, yeah. and other bit. places, the Midwest and all that. Yeah. So traditionally, we show up on somebody's doorstep. Yep. I mean, that, that's how I was raised back in Oklahoma. You show yep. up on somebody's doorstep. That doesn't work up like here. Like when they come once. Yeah. You're at their doorstep. Yeah. Following up on them. Yeah, I mean, unless there's a wide open door and they're already indicating they, they want that, yep. that does not work yeah. uh, in, our, in our area. So yeah. what we do, but we're aiming for a relationship out of the gate. Yes. Yes. We yeah. want a connection with them. Yeah. So typically uh, within 48 hours, ideally even the afternoon of the okay. church service, we're reaching out with a text and, and then just trying to connect or, or calling on the phone. If they're a senior, probably a phone call is yes. more appropriate. If yes. they're younger, a text message. And it's usually me or, me or you, Nathan, doing right. that right. typically. And we, we tried delegating that to, to church members, but we just found that the cost kind of outweighed the gains of doing that yes. yeah. initially. We're, we're still waiting on that person who can yeah. take own that. Take yeah, that. and we'd love for it to be a member yeah. I mean, rather yeah. than staff and yeah, here at Hillview Baptist. And so immediately there's, there's a text message or a phone call. And then usually if you text the person, then I write them a note on Tuesday. Yes. And they should get that on Tuesday or on Wednesday or Thursday yep. Yep. or vice versa. Yeah. And so there, there's two points of contact yes. the first week just to say, hey, glad you're here. Yep. We, we invite you back. We'd love yep. to see you again. Do you guys have like a postcard that you send or? Yeah, a postcard. We also have just kind of a bifold card that gotcha. has our logo on the front. That cool. I actually prefer that. I think it's a little nicer. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But but yeah, just something handwritten. Very cool.
which is almost antiquated in our day and age. It gets people to do a double take, a yeah. handwritten note. Right. Yeah. Well, it's not going to be thrown in the trash thinking it was a bill. Yeah. <laughs> Their address is handwritten yeah. on there. That's good. Yep. And, and you guys are getting that information from a connection card. How are they? How are you getting that that phone number, the the address? Well, right now it's a connection card, and I mean that's a evolution too. Okay. As far as how how we approach yes. that, I mean there's been different approaches over the years, yes. sure. and whether it's incentivizing it by go to the welcome table right. and you get you know a book or these these goodies. We just saw that that wasn't really working yeah. effectively, yeah. and so we actually uh, try to promote it heavily from the pulpit. Okay. Yeah. And then have our greeters have them trained to say, hey, fill this out. We'd love to get to know you a little bit more okay. and so that we can be a help to you. Yeah. If you could be a help to us, we can be a help yes. to you. Yeah. It's mutual. Yeah. And fill yeah. this card out. And then you're really good about this, Nathan, of just following up with them yeah. as they as they leave and say, hey, were you able to get that card? And just keep yeah. it very relational. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got a lot of cards back that way. Yeah. Yeah, I think probably the greatest success that we have since we're talking about that for a minute about guest cars and probably the the greatest success we've had with that is actually one-on-one relational hunting them down after the service talking with them anyways hey how'd you enjoy the service but then just asking them that question or a question similar to that hey were you able to fill that out did you have any questions about that did it make sense but any it seems like when we try to just systemize it like Mm -hmm. hey stick it in the plate you know yeah of course, we're not doing plates anymore or put it in the box in the fellowship hall on your way out. We just, there's not as much of a response to that. So it's that one-on-one, hey, mm-hmm. I, you know, when I'm, when I'm giving it to them, I'm setting them up, hey, I'll, you know, you can just give that back to me after the service so that they, I'm kind of getting permission to ask them for it later gotcha. and not just nagging them. Yeah. We struggle, we, I mean, we hand them out, right? Everybody yeah. who comes in the door that's new gets one, but they often just have their name on them or just their name and like yes. their the city (laughs) it's like it's like that's okay well clearly you don't want us to come and see you okay so very good but having that connection that that makes good sense that if you if you're making that a you're saying no to me then that that's a different conversation than if i'm saying no to the offering plate yeah that's a different so that's good it's helpful thank you so we get their info from that and then from that info the, the actual kind of the halfway next step is we give those to our church secretary and she mm-hmm. inputs those all into our tracking system, which we can talk about in a minute. Yeah, and then, then from that. there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then from there comes what, what you were talking about, mm-hmm. uh, pastor yeah. with the, the note, the text on, on that mm-hmm. first, first visit, note yeah. and the text. Very yeah. Good. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So first contact is text message or phone call. And then the note during that first week. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then if they come back the second week. Well, yeah, Gary McIntosh wrote a book years ago called Beyond the First Visit. And I love how he put it with the mindset. If they come the first time, he said they're suspect. Yes. But if they come a second time, they're prospect. Yes. And I, I think that's well stated because you've got tons of people that come oh, yeah. for the first time. They never come oh. back. I, that, any church, I mean, even other denominations and flavors, they struggle yeah. with the same thing. A lot of window yeah. shoppers out there. Oh, yeah. If they come back a second time, okay, I think there's some potential here. Yeah. Obviously, that's our goal right. from the first visit is right. to have two touches yeah. to get them to come back, right. uh, ideally. And, and sometimes they wait a month to come back a second time. But when they come back the second time, uh, we always at least try to send them a Dutch Brothers card. Now, I mean, that is the thing yes. in Eugene Springfield, yes. even up in, up in yes. Albany, Thomas. Uh, I mean, that's not in Oklahoma or, or Texas yeah. or the Midwest, but, man, that, that's big up here. Dutch Brothers, man, everybody likes Dutch Brothers. Yep. And so give them a $5 Dutch Brothers card, put it in a little note, signed personally. I usually scratch a little note underneath to, make, to personalize it. Hey, great to talk to you on Sunday. 
and maybe mention something in the conversation and then send that out there to them. And then as well, at this point, I'm already, such as I did with the guest last Sunday, already saying, hey, man, you've come a couple times. Really good to meet you and the family. Uh, I'd love to sit down and hear your story a little bit more at some point. Would you be open to that? And I'm not even nailing on a time yet. And at that point, if they have not given me their number, I say, hey, can we exchange numbers and yeah. just be in touch about yeah. that this next week? Yeah, good. And, and so That's I'm already working on that as well, personally. And, yes. and you've done that as, yes. as well, Nathan. But uh, So yeah, after the second visit is the Dutch Brothers card, as well as trying to cultivate that relationship in any yeah. way that we can. Yeah, which kind of leads into the third visit if they come back a third time. If you're, if you're doing that work, that preliminary work to set up a time, that, that goes right into what we do on the third visit, yes. which, which is, oh, yeah, <laughs> setting you up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pies, pies a, a, a pie go. visit. Yeah. It, it's been a little interesting with, yes. uh, you know, our contacts with COVID and all that, but yeah. I, I think most people are cool with it now. Yeah. Just got to drop one off a week or two ago. And so that, that was nice. It's yeah. been a little sparse yes. with, with the context, but yeah, that's what I'm in for. And the goal of that visit with the pie because mm-hmm. we want to have two reasons. Okay, I want to hear your story, yes. but also I'd love to give you something. Yeah. And so we take a pie that's homemade. It's really boxed. It's sanitary, all wrapped up. I mean, looking clean. And then has a done booklet. The yes. done booklet written by Carrie yes. Schmidt. Yes. Simple gospel presentation. Yep. But as we make this visit, the purpose isn't just to give them a pie. The purpose right. is to sit down, talk with them, and invite them to one of our Bible fellowships. Okay. Mm-hmm. And start getting them to think about... Yes. Engaging at that level, coming back to another service rather than just Sunday morning. Which is why it's not typically just you or I that are doing those visits. We are often trying to get those Bible fellowship leaders connected to them in order to make that visit. Yeah, yeah. Because that transitions right into that. Yeah, part of assimilation is you got to connect with the church family. And Nathan's usually the one delegating that, just lining up a Bible fellowship leader to to make that visit. So it's not just, they've gotten to know us after the first couple of visits, but we want them to get to know the church family, namely Bible fellowship leader. That's good. So let me make sure I'm following process. First visit, you're sending out a text message and and a card that week. And that's coming from the staff guys. Yes. You guys. And then second second visit, even if that's, I think this was, was helpful for me, even if that second visit is a month later, that's still a second visit. Mm-hmm. I think like in, a, in my mind, a lot of times I would revert that to visit one again. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. It's been so long, they're trying it again. So mm-hmm. my mind, like, yeah. they've already tried it once. So that's, yeah. that's visit yeah. two. That's helpful for me for whatever reason that yeah. it clicks in my mind better. But visit two, then you're given a Dutch Brothers card. Some kind of, it's still something, but it's not, there wasn't a ton of time or energy mm-hmm. commitment or investment into that. And so you have that. And then again, with a note of some kind, and then setting up for that third visit where you're going to get somebody in their home. And that's often where you would pass that off to a, to a church member, then mm-hmm. a Bible fellowship leader. And you're going to pass that off to somebody else and you're going to make that connection and you're still giving them something. There's still that, mm-hmm. that let us, let us bless you. Mm-hmm. And you're still blessing us with the coming and those kind yeah. of things. Okay. Yeah. Very good. So, so those are the your three after those three. Visits. Yeah, that, that's the plan on paper at least. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that. That's awesome. And, and, and one, we, steps one and two typically happen pretty much like that every time. By yes. the time you start getting this visit three, or maybe they visited four times, where it's getting more personalized to them. Of course. And some that people aren't comfortable with the pie visit. They're still not comfortable with you coming to their house. So you yeah. maybe, hey, why don't you come to the church and we'll visit at the church? You know, in and our that, fellowship hall. I'm glad you mentioned that. 
there are certain members, and this almost sounds bad, like I'm a neglectful pastor. There are some members I've never been to their home. Sure. Yeah. Because they always want to meet at the church. Yeah. Yeah. And and we have a little sofa area for that reason. We yeah. got a Keurig around here. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. how I mean, we're perfect. set. Yeah. That's and, perfect. And and so uh, the majority of people want to come to the church. Yeah. yeah. To, Especially to more so now with everything that's been yes. going on with the pandemic. There's been a lot of a lot of visits like that. As a matter of fact, just before we were recording this podcast today, there's a, a couple of families meeting out in the fellowship hall. Bible Fellowship leader and a, a newer family. And yeah. They're just getting some fellowship in here at the church, though, because they're more comfortable with that. Yeah. yeah. I so. think that's great. I love the fact that is you. I mean, that we have a plan, right? You guys have a plan, but then that plan changes as you get further into it. It gives opportunity for those relationships to yeah. really to matter. Then yes. it's not. Okay. No, no. We have to stick to this, and that's helpful. I think that that would be good for many churches to adapt yeah. a, adopt a, a similar situation. This is how we start. By the time it gets to step four, well, yeah. it's, yeah, yeah, you can't fit everybody into the same box. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. And, yeah. and then after the fourth visit, we're, we're thinking we need to get them into our home. Yeah. And, and often by then, I mean, especially with our guests being down, mm-hmm. we've been able to focus more on the guests who have come. Sure. We usually have them in our home mm-hmm. around the third visit. Mm-hmm. Third or fourth, yeah. Yeah, and just get to know them a little bit. Yeah. And, and that's huge. We had a couple over recently that says, man, we've been involved in church life and some realm for like the last 20 years we've never been invited into somebody's home wow, wow. and so it scored big in their yes. minds yeah. Yeah. hospitality is such an important part of like the biblical story mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's all over the new testament mm-hmm. it's supposed to be that and so the fact that we could go to church and it, if, a, if a person doesn't want to be like if a person doesn't want to come that's one thing but i should be hospitable to those that would want that mm-hmm. yes. so oh, yeah. the, the fact that, that somebody had never been invited before is a uh, Right. That's concerning for yeah. where, where they yeah. may have been. Yeah. Obviously, no, no idea that story. But that's, well, yeah. fear of rejection, what I'm hearing too, shouldn't be, yes. uh, that shouldn't keep us from still at least offering it right. out there. Because yeah. we've all been rejected when we tried to be hospitable. Yeah. I just got black cold rejected by a guy that visited the other day. I was like, hey man, you want to hang out? Nope. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> you keep coming to church. Maybe in time we'll do that. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Well, I think it's important to note, and we, we can just, this can be a black and white answer, and then we can keep moving just for time's sake, but what, what time frame are we following up with guests as far as in that week is, is Yeah, concerned? ASAP. Yeah. ASAP. Yeah. I mean, the ideal is that Sunday afternoon, we're already reaching out. Yep. Yeah. Saying, man, great to see you this morning. It's still on their minds. Yep. They still think that, about the message. It just makes things stickier. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's good. Yeah, I know you and I are at least talking about every single guest that came in our plan on Sunday afternoons. And and sometimes it might be, of course, Monday is our day off. So if we don't do anything on Sunday, it automatically means it waits all the way till Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So pretty quickly, you can see how if you're not at least formulating a plan on Sunday, it's getting into Wednesday, Thursday, maybe Friday before you're following up with somebody. That's too late. That's too long. That that contact needs to happen fresh. So Mm -hmm. appreciate that. Well, the last thing I'd like to talk about is is this tools tools for specifically tools for tracking your guests because you can very quickly okay they've come one time but how many okay how many times oh they slipped through the again we're talking about stewardship here so how do we make sure that nobody is slipping through the cracks when it comes to stewardship so what does Hillview Baptist Church use I have this awesome associate and church administrator <laughs> okay. who got us on Trello okay. a couple years ago we do yeah. everything on Trello yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. including our guest list and that's what we call it the guest list on our Trello board yes. okay. 
Yep. And it's just a platform through which you can collaborate and yep. communicate. You can look at the comments, all the contacts, and yep. you can put, have it on your phone, any yep. device. Yep. And uh, all you need to do is have an invitation to somebody and they're, they're yep. in. Yeah. We've, we've mentioned Trello on this podcast before mm-hmm. because it's such a cool tool that yeah. people should use more often probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's been around for several years now yeah. and we've used it for several years successfully or at least a couple of years we've been using that. But what's, what's neat about it is so the way we use it is each guest gets their name on a card, mm-hmm. they're, they're a card, and then you click on that card and you and it essentially flips it over and you can see the back of it and we have a checklist for each of those mem- each of those guests rather on there and that has that okay first visit mm-hmm. second visit third visit fourth visit so each visit that they come it gets checked off whenever that action is taken so that we can make sure that we're not just seeing their name but okay they're they're getting the the actions there yeah. uh, for that appropriate visit That's helpful. but I, I think it's important to note that the tool that we select for this is not so important as yeah. actually using the right. tool. That we yeah, have. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. But everything has to be systemized to a certain degree. Yeah. I mean, you have a system that can be altered and customized, yeah. right. but there has to be a system with a rhythm yeah. yes. and system and rhythm. That's good. And, and, and the system would be the platform you choose. Yes. And yeah. then the rhythm is, okay, Sunday afternoon we're talking about this yes. and we're already starting to maybe ping people with a text yeah. or, or reach yeah. out. Yeah. And then uh, you know, the rhythm of Tuesdays, who is saying, hey, anybody need a, a Dutch Brothers card? Yeah. yeah. And so there's yeah. just this uh, platform system and rhythm that goes yeah. along with it. Yeah, that's awesome. There are probably better tools, honestly, out there than yeah. Trello for guest follow-up. Probably, uh, Trello's free. Yeah. yeah. So that's great for, you know... Uh, a lot of context, but there's, there's tools that are made specifically for guest follow-up that mm-hmm. cost money and mm-hmm. probably are more robust in what they do. But the fa- again, just going back to, are you right. using what right. you have? Yeah. Well, any parting words, anything else that you would add, anything that you would say, if I could leave you with one last thing when it comes to guest follow-up that you would, uh, that you want guys to, to know or listen to. I think it comes down to regardless of your personality, your your tech savviness, mm-hmm. your experience, your age, man, just having a passion. And I, I want I want to connect with people. Mm-hmm. I want to be this Lego piece that has the the sixteen dots on it. Yeah. You know, I I, I, just, I, I just want to connect. I don't want to be that two peg Lego. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and maybe that's not my default wiring, but man, I just I just want to connect and have our church connect and yeah. model that to our church family. Yeah, so Regardless good. of the system, the rhythm that a church chooses, it just yes. there has to be desire and initiative. Yeah. Absolutely. I appreciate that. As a as an introvert myself, it, it's much easier just to always send the text message and never make the phone call, or always mm. make a phone call and never show up at somebody's house. Like that's that's yeah. easier for me to do the least personal mm. way to contact. But reminded me that it's not about me; it's mm. about stewarding the relationship that God right. put yeah. here, and that means I'm going to have to work with what they need, yes. not what I want. So yes, that's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, well, thank you. Go ahead. Well, yeah. Well, and, and also, I, I think uh, just since everybody's different, mm-hmm. the simulation yeah. is going to look different for everybody. That's good. Yes. And, yeah, and that's uh, cool. maybe the next step isn't Bible fellowship because yeah. assimilation, the first step for us is typically Bible fellowship. Yes. We're dealing with a sister right now, our male lady, who's been yes. coming to our yeah. church. Yep. Uh, 
she still has not been to a Bible fellowship, but man, she stays forever after the Sunday morning service. We had, we've had her into our home multiple yeah, times. She's, she's talking about disciple, di- discipleship now, but Bible fellowship just doesn't work in her schedule. Yeah. And so, uh, so it, it's that idea of, okay, we can, we can be flexible in the system. Yes. We just want people to assimilate. Yeah, and what does that look like for this individual to get yeah. them connected? Yeah, we've got a system. If all else fails, that system will, will run itself. But sometimes we need to change up the system a little bit right. for, a, for a unique situation. Yeah, that's good. Appreciate that. that. Yep. Yeah. Good. Thank you again so much, Pastor Daniel, for your time. Appreciate the insight and the content. I think well, thanks good. for the invite. Yep, glad to have you. Thanks for listening today to Not the Pastor. We hope that this episode will be a help to you as you continue to follow up on guests and first-time visitors at your church. But we'd also love to hear about your process and how you follow up. So join the conversation that we're having on our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash not the pastor. And then take time to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Your five-star rating and heartfelt review help land this podcast in front of more listeners. We sure appreciate your help. Until next week, we are not the pastor. Pastor.